Hello and welcome to the Ramswater podcast. Uh, been a good week, very, very good week for once in the uh, in the land of Derby County. Lots to talk about, lots of new, lots, lots and lots and lots of new signings, a uh, couple of outgoing season tickets are out, pre-season starts tomorrow, uh, and all, as always to digest with me is uh, it's my good friend Chris Holt. Chris, good evening mate, how are we doing, are you alright? Good evening Simon, couldn't keep up this week, it's been uh, rather dramatic, surprisingly uh, a wonderful week of, of lots of good things happening around the club. I'm, I'm going to use the word refreshing now. There's two meanings to that. Refreshing because it's it's new. It's you know this is this is it feels like ages since Derby have had good news, and we've had plenty of it this week. But also refreshing, as in refreshing Twitter for updates. <laughs> yeah, have you, have you got thumbitis? Is your oh, thumb still? You know, you know what? I was um, I, I started a new job this week, um, and we were out. I was out in the van. I was out in the van on Thursday. Yeah, was it Thursday? Yeah. Wednesday, sorry. I was out in the van Wednesday. And uh, yeah, when I was listening to TalkSport and then to hear the signings coming there, I was absolutely buzzing. I was, the guy I was working with was a Notts County fan. So, but you know what? It's all right because he doesn't like Forrest neither. So it's great, you know. <laughs> we, we get on. He might not be a dog fan, but at least he's not a Forest fan. But yeah, no, it's been it's been absolutely uh, fantastic. You know, a lot of a lot of new signings. Um, now, last week... Last week on this show, you said to me, you said, we'll get automatics. Now, I was a bit apprehensive. I went, nah, we're not. Radio Derby, Chris Coles asked me last week, he says, uh, he says, where do I think we'll finish? Now, I'd moved from sort of being a bit unsure to playoffs. I'm sticking with playoffs at the minute because we'll talk through, we'll go through the signings then. We started last weekend. It was a great weekend. Um you know, I'm going to have to get the list up because there's been that many <laughs> that I've forgotten who it is because we've had all sorts. But yeah, Tom Barkhazen then, Preston North End, former player. Um, what do you think? Good player to get in 28 in his prime. I'm surprised he's not going to another championship club. Yeah, he um, he scored a world against us a couple of years ago, didn't he, in the League Cup? That's what I remember him for. He's got a bit of score um, against us, I think. Yeah, he had he had a, a really good run with Preston where I don't think he missed a game for about four seasons. I think towards the end of last year, he got injured a few times, didn't he? And he was in that squad. Yeah. So I think he was ready for a change. Um, he has an interesting background, does Tom. He's 29 and uh, clearly, clearly loves Lancashire. Uh, he's played for Blackpool. Uh, Fleetwood, uh, Morecambe, Preston. I think he's born in Blackpool. Actually, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I like him. I like him. It's a it, it's it's a clever signing because, um, in a way, it sort of slipped under radar mm. uh, once we got onto the list of other people coming through. But he brings something um, on the right hand side, which will be needed. Yeah, yeah. In, in that league, I think um, as we move on to the people who we've also acquired. He's a very good deliverer of the ball. He can cross a ball. Uh, an intelligent player who can play um, far right, right side of midfield. Yeah, I like him. My, my only my only concern with Tom is whether we can keep him fit. We've got a good record last year of keeping our boys fit. I think if we can keep him on the pitch, I think he'll be uh, an asset. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, it was a... Uh... 
I was quite well. It, obviously, he was rumored a while back when well, when Rooney was still in charge that you know that he was he was interested in, in coming to the club. Like you say, though, he went a bit quiet, and next minute, the Derby County, the guy whoever's running the administration team on Derby County, and I don't mean Quantuma, I meant on I meant Derby County's Twitter admin. Um, he's played an absolute blinder announcing these. He, he seems to be having a lot of fun with it, or she, sorry, seems to be, could be a he or a she. Uh, they seems to be having a lot of fun with it um, <laughs> and bringing them out, you know. And then another another new permanent signing is Joe Wildsmith. Obviously, we mentioned him last week, goalkeeper. He's 26, I think he is. Yes. Both a little bit unsure on him at the minute. I think he's, I think he's only made 64. Seven appearances, something like that, off the top of my head, in about eight years. So he's been pre- predominantly a number two. It's hard to judge somebody that you've not really seen play. You know, is he coming as a number two? Has he come in as a number one? You know, I think he didn't get he didn't re-sign with Sheffield Wednesday because he wasn't going to be number one. So have they brought him here to be number one? So it's a difficult one, you know. Like I say, I've not really seen him play. I don't know if you've seen him play at all much or know much about him. No, I am. He's Sheffield born and bred, isn't he? And he's been yeah. at the same club pretty much. Now, it was interesting that on his interview, he was stating that one of the main factors that persuaded him to come was um, Jason Piercing. Well, well, Jason Pierce, sorry, yeah. our uh, goalkeeper coach, and then. They'd stayed in touch since he was a scholar. Yeah, yeah. So I just wonder whether they'd give uh, our goalkeeper coach sort of a, a free reign almost to say, right, we're going to let you choose the two keepers. You know, we're going to go on your trust. He's 26. Um, doesn't look the stockiest of guys, does he? That's one no. thing, you know, I'm on a ball coming into a League One box where there's going to be some brutes, both yeah. in defence and attack. I wonder whether he's going to be able to sustain uh, intense long ball action yeah, over yeah. A, a time. Time will tell. Um, doing a bit of research, I've, I've been told he's a fantastic shot stopper. Um, again, seems to have been played with a few injuries at Sheffield Wednesday where he seems to have got his chance, got in there and then got injured and then couldn't get back in. A guy wanted to prove a point and sometimes they're the best players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, Ruse was a good shot stopper, but everyone hated Ruse. That was just his job, apparently. I'd be interested, like you say, yes, you know, <laughs> like as you said, though, you know, he's he's not he's not massively built. He's gonna have to come for crosses. Um, you know, that's something that I, to be honest, that's something I think all our keepers in the past they've had they've, they've got to work on because it, it has and I don't mean just obviously Ruse I'm, I'm talking about the likes of even David Marshall uh, Allsop Carson none of them were really that strong that brave at coming for crosses and I think under Lampard especially a weakness of ours was, was conceding from crosses and it's just continued and that to me stems from the goalkeeper department you know Obviously, I'm a goalkeeper. You're a coach. You're a goalkeeping coach. You know, we could talk about this for hours, but it seems to be a, a thing now in the modern game where I, I just feel keepers seem to stay a lot, stay on the line. But if they do come, they don't catch, they punch. And for me, you know, I want my keeper to come out and catch. You know, a lot of people won't like me saying this, but Bryce Samba was an excellent keeper, especially in the crosses. He, he would come anywhere and he wouldn't punch. He would catch everything. 
you know, and we just, I, I just think we, we lack that and we've lacked that for a few years now. So hopefully, you know, like I said, you, you've got Wildsmith coming in, you know, he wants the chance to prove himself. This is where he can prove himself. And that starts for me by, you know, commanding his area because, we, you know, as, as we well know, you know, our keepers were at fault last season for not being commanding at all. And it just feels like it's been a running trend for a while now. Yeah, um, I think on a positive for him as well is that he hasn't got to move house. Yeah, you know he's only he's only four minutes off the road, so his his uh, you know his commute isn't going to be an issue. Is his sort of out of football life isn't going to change dramatically. Mm. Um, I, I still feel there's going to be an experienced head coming in. I know they were after the the young lad. And they come promising first team football. That from the lad from Brighton, was it? Yeah, he's gone to he's gone to Lincoln. Is it Carl Unsworth? Yeah, yeah. Um, I might have got his surname wrong there. I do apologise, uh, listeners. I think they should bring in someone else who has probably played at this level at this league with experience. Mm. I always say to to people as you go into League One, League Two, and then you you always get your spatter of loanees who are down there who are trying to prove themselves from the premiership but in all you normally look at the size of the keeper in league one or league two and the first thing that you see watching them on on the odd game that appears on telly is that they're normally beefed up they're bulked up not necessarily muscle (laughs) sometimes they they are a tad overweight but they are certainly molded for that league and that type of football so I'm trying to think it was I'm trying to think it was in League Two playoff final now this year. I can't remember it was, but one of the keepers there, he were he were big. Yeah. And it were and I can't remember his name now. But I'm, I can't, I'm trying to think of the guy's name. There's a Polish keeper. It's, he, he started off at Salford. It was, it was like Gary Neville when it, he when he first took over Salford. They bought him in. And I, I think he's moved to League One now. But he was he was a big keeper. And he was he was big, tall, and big, broad as well. And it wasn't fat. And he, he looked like a good keeper either. I can't remember my name, his name now for laughing me. Um, the thing is, you can have so many pitches that tear up throughout yeah. the winter, and the ball isn't going to roll and it's going to spin erratically. And a lot of these keepers are going to have to be brave and put their head into a, a melee to, to yeah. get the ball. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's an interesting point because again. It's it's one of the few positions that you don't really talk about as you go into the lower, lower leagues. Mm. I do believe it changes dramatically. I think the, the the you look at the style of goalkeeper in the Premier League mm. and the Championship, they are shot stoppers ultimately, and it's yeah, yeah. very few times they get looked upon as fantastic assets in collecting a ball from a from a cross or a dead ball situation. Yeah, we yeah. always look at them as athletic keepers, don't we? Yeah, With yeah. a distribution prowess. As you go lower and lower into the leagues, that goes out the window and it becomes now you're looking for a brick wall. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting with, with Wildsmith. He, he's, you know, he's obviously been selected uh, as as someone who's going to challenge for number one. Yeah. I still believe that there'll be a another one coming who will, who will probably be more experienced. I don't think they'll go down the, the youth uh, elements. I could be proven wrong. And yeah. they could bring a loan but I think they'll go for experience. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Like you said, I mean, <laughs> well, cause we could talk about this this all yeah, night, yeah. really good. But yeah, goalkeepers I mean, union and all that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's like, for instance, um, I've seen it at grassroots level. 
even at grassroots level, you get they're trying to train, they're trying to get keepers now to play that sweeper keeper role, be a good shot stopper and be good with the feet. You know, I, I played a game last week, you know, and you've, I try to incorporate all of it. You know, I'll I'll play that sweeper keeper role. I'll come out at the edge of my box if I have to. But I, I'm not afraid to, I think it comes from my rugby background as well. I'm not afraid to take people out in the air and catch the ball. You know, I took someone's head off the other day, <laughs> last week, you know, and it was just a friendly match, but I, it don't matter. And that's, I guess, like I say, it's a dying art in, in goalkeeping at the minute. So I think if you do get someone, it needs to be someone that's played in this league, this league before, definitely, without doubt. Um, so the next one through the door then was, uh, was Mendes Lang which we yes. spoke about last week as being a bit of a beast. Yes. And boy, am I looking forward to watching him play. He's, he's very direct, isn't he? Yeah, um, he is. Where do you think he'll play? I don't know. I've got... I wouldn't be surprised, because he's, he's a winger, isn't he? But I wouldn't be surprised, looking at the signings that we're going to go on to, plus those that have re-signed, if we played with wing-backs... And we played a three at the back or a five at the back. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him there because really? he's strong. He's strong. He's powerful. He's quick. You know, so if you've got someone running down right down a wing and you've got Mendes Lang chasing him, you know, you, 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 you're on him. If then on the other hand, you want to counterattack, you've got him there as well. He's not the tallest of guys, is he? He's only 5'10". Yeah, exactly. But neither was Nathan Byrne. And look at the job he did True. last year. True. Well, just looking at his stats now, um, he's not a prolific goal scorer, is he? No. Um, like the last club is, they made 18 appearances at Chef Wednesday. Uh, two goals. It was at Bora for nine appearances for one goal. 13 and 85 at Cardiff. 15 and 72 at Rochdale. But as soon as you say the name... Nathaniel Mendes Lang, he, he's well known. People know yeah. him. Um, he's direct. He's not the most skillful of wingers, but um, I don't think in League One that is necessarily a bad thing. He's, think... he's a poor man's triori, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah, that's a really good uh, way of describing him. He will basically get his head down, kick the ball in front of him, and just be a raging bull. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's an interesting one. Again, another player who's got a lot to prove. Um, his career was going... He'd sort of been loans and patches of, of, of careers going well and then injuries. And then, obviously, he's had personal issues in the past. So, yeah, I think he comes to a new challenge. And, again, going back to what we said at the podcast last week, Simon, and what we've mentioned today, he's a Midlands lad. I think he's a Wolverhampton lad. Mm. Uh, or Birmingham lad. So again, the commute is what forty or fifty minutes away. Yeah, yeah. he hasn't got to change his uh, his life. No, he exactly. can he can work locally. He hasn't got to up, up change his house or his family. So yeah, I think that works in his favour as well. So we thought that was Saturday. There was obviously a couple of re-signings. Which say we'll go on to in a minute. So we thought that was a good day. We thought it was a good night. Wow, what a Saturday that is. However, I think Wednesday may have just trumped that. <laughs> because when you're here on the radio or you look at your Twitter feed and you go, Derby County have signed Conor Horihan. You go, what? Conor Horihan got promoted with Aston Villa 
you know, when they beat us in the final of the, of the playoffs. Conor Horihan is probably going to be one of the, if not the best midfielder in League One. Would you agree? I agree. What a signing that is. And to think that he, you know, he went, he had offers from championship clubs. Yeah, he went, I'm going to come to Derby. And, and bearing in mind, you know, a lot of Wednesday absolutely bored a lot of people's piss. You know, a lot of League One teams, Forest and Leeds, all that sort of rubbish. We don't care about you anymore. Um, they're obsessed. They literally are obsessed with us still. Because we've signed him and they're going, oh, you look like you're trying to buy where to leave. Can we just make it clear that we are under a strict business plan from the EFL, you know, where we are, I think, we, we, you know, we, we, you think we, you think we may have a little transfer budget, but not a much, but we've got a wage cap without doubt. I, th- I believe there's definitely a wage cap. I'm not sure. I know it's four and a half K last year. I don't know what it is this year, but I'm assuming it goes over the two years or wherever it is. Um, so somehow we've pulled him in, at not a very high wage, you wouldn't have thought, and we've signed him on a two-year deal for free. That is unreal. It just goes to show how, you said it last week, how big a club and how big a pull Derby is, even without Wayne Rooney. Yep, and that was where I was coming from last week and why I believe that Derby, and I'll reiterate it again, and I've got still people laughing at me on Twitter and going on about stability in my table. I believe there is a promotion there. With, well, uh, you know what? With signings that, that we're pulling in, you could be right. I'm still going playoffs. I, you know, I, I've, well, I've upped well, it to playoffs. Okay. Well, let, let's look at what we've mentioned so far. So you mentioned Mendes Lang. Uh, you mentioned uh, Barkozen. Now we're mentioning Conor Hurian. Now, if you look at his... CV, and you look at his Wikipedia, which is always interesting. He's played um, over 100 games for three clubs already. Plymouth in the lower echelons, Barnsley, uh, where I believe he got a promotion with them. Yeah. Um, Aston Villa. Obviously, he went on loan to Swansea and then Sheffield Island at us. Now, going back to the wages, I believe that there is a cap of around seven to eight grand. Yeah. Um, is being sort of thrown out there as as the as business plan. And remember, as we discussed on the pod last week, the guidelines for financial fair play are slightly different in the League One as they are to the Championship, whereas you can spend sixty percent of your is it of, of your uh, turnover, yeah, and then you can spend all of your incomings from transfers, and that's including obviously. Uh, wages, etc. Now, the other thing you've got to understand is that we've taken wages off the structure as well, which we'll come to later in the pod. Mm. Why has he chose Derby? Again, he's based not too far away. I can't remember if he lives in Birmingham or whether he stayed in uh, around the, the, the South Yorkshire area. So yeah. it's not a million miles away. He's a family man. Um... He's got nothing to prove. So why not look for a challenge? And you could say, it's this, he could say of the clubs where he's been at and he started off at Sunderland, which was a, which is a huge club as well. You know, he, he's used to a big atmosphere. He's used to a big crowd. He would have played at Pryor Park many times. Yeah. And I also think that the attraction of, you know, he, he was touted by Wayne to, to be one of his first signings. But I, 
I also believe that Liam Senior will yeah. have a lot to say with it as well. So, yeah, I just think it's a complete package, and I think the fans should should sort of pat themselves on the back and their unbelievable support over the last season and beyond shows. And I said to you last week, Simon, as we discussed, there is a pull to this club that doesn't have to be always be money. Mm. The livelihood of of players now, to me, is outweighed by life, not necessarily the lifestyle, but but what is best for their family, yeah, what yeah. is best for their career. You know, and he's another guy that's over 30 years old who's got probably a good four years left in him, signed a two-year deal. Let's say we keep him for another two years after that. You know, that's, it's, a, it's a nice way to end your career. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Such a really good signing, you know. And the, they are, they, you know, you, you, we see all the rumours, you know, that you see him flying about. But when they actually, you know, get announced, it, you go, how have we managed to, you know, pull a player like Conor Horian in? Yes. But he didn't, he didn't come alone, though, did he? Let's be honest, he didn't come alone. He brought his friend with him. Another mm-hmm. one that was in that promotion went inside at Aston yeah. Villa. He brought in James Chester, a centre-back, very experienced. Again, another player that's, you know, he's a player that's going to stick his head on the ball. You know, you're not. we're not looking at anything flash. And that's one thing that is become apparent is Liam Senior or whoever's doing the scouting of these players, you would you would assume that this list has been brought up from the, the back end of last season when we knew we were going to be relegated. You know, the, the, the managing team, the coaching staff, they would have been out going, right, these are the players that we need to get. They seem to have a bit of an understanding of League One. You know, they're not they're not looking at flashy football. They are looking at defending what you what you know what you keep telling us. And that's there's going to be a lot of long balls, a lot of balls into the box. They need heading out. They need clearing. These are the players that we are bringing in to do this. Yeah, you can have two, you can have two types of football in League One, Simon. Aren't you? You can have your you can have your Derby Sheffield Wednesday games and your Derby Ipswich games and your Derby Charlton games. They're all going to be cultured. They're still going to be as a standard that is equivalent of the Championship. You could probably include. Peterborough in that yeah, yeah. Uh, and a couple of clubs I know Bolton try and play football and then you've got that 11 or 12 clubs who are just going to be as direct as, as we all know mm. and I think what he has done is he's brought in I think analysts at the club have got a lot to to be thanked for because obviously these yeah. analysts would have looked at these players uh, day in day out looked at their stats looked at their fitness looked at their um, general influence on games and Hurrihan has an influence on games. Um, going on to James Chester, um, I like James Chester, another international, so yeah, back-to-back yeah. internationals. Another guy that's sort of had an interesting journey in football. You know, started off at Man U. Yeah, yeah. Um, went to Peterborough, Plymouth, Carlisle, all on loan. Played with Curtis and Liam, I believe, at Hull. Yeah, it yeah. might have been a bit early for Curtis. No, I'm sure Curtis was there. But he definitely played with Liam at Hull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, West Brom, Villa, Stoke for the last couple of years. Likes his Midlands clubs team. then. <laughs> yeah, well, again, it comes down to, you know, he came from Hull down to West Brom and then went to Villa and Stoke. He obviously likes the area, stayed yeah, within yeah. the area. Um, not the biggest of centre-offs. He's under six foot, he's 5'11". But wow, he's good in the air. Yeah, really, yeah. really good in the air. And 
again, it comes back down to people saying that these teams have got to gel and we're going to need three or four months. You put Curtis next to Jane, you know, James Chester in the back four. Mm. How long do you think they're going to take? They're going to need to gel. Not long at all. Oh, uh, did I slip in Curtis's name then? You may have um, done. How do you know Curtis is going to be there? I don't know. So, you I don't know. know. So, uh, so, you know <laughs> let's, just, let's just premonition that Curtis may sign. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but yeah is, there, is that going to need gelling? I don't think so. No. No, that, and, I, and that's it. As well. Cultured football as well. Yeah. And then to complete the package, the uh, the Irish duo, <laughs> sorry, the Irish trio, even. James Chess is Irish, isn't he? Or is he Welsh? Oh, he's, he's Irish. Welsh. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. Okay, the Irish duo then. So, <laughs> is Dave McGoldrick, Didzy? Yes. Again, you know, he, he was massive for, for Sheffield United, you know, in their, in their promotion winning, uh, not promotion winning season. Yeah, it was. He was in their promotion winning season, weren't he? When they went to the Premier League. Yeah. He was huge for him. Um, I think he struggled in the Premier League a little bit. A little bit out of his... Out of, his, out of his league, I think. But he's a goal scorer. He's a big, strong, powerful man. He's someone you can put the ball into the box and he's got. He's going to get his head on it. He's going to put his toe on it. He's he's he's, he's not going to be bothered about bullying defenders. You know, he's a... Oh, look, another player that's going to suit League One. It's incredible. You know, and we need a striker because we don't know if CKR is going to sign... You know, I think oh, the only person we've got on who is a striker is Jack Stratton, isn't it? You know, he's the only one that's on the book. So, and I, for me, I think he struggled in the championship last season. I agree. Um, uh, I think he wasn't strong enough. And again, it's going to be a big ask for him to do it this season in League One, which again, he needs to be strong. But having someone like David McGold to learn off, you know, could you could you ask for anyone better? Yeah, well, he, another jo- another guy who um, is a Nottingham lad, but fortunately is a is a Notts County fan. Yeah, not a, not a red dog, which is a bonus. Six foot one, big lad. Um, again, started off started off at Notts County, and then obviously went went to the south coast of Southampton, and then looking through his uh, his clubs that he's been at. So yeah, he went on loan to Bournemouth when they were in uh, League Two. Yeah, uh, Port Vale went to the Red Dogs. Sheffield Wednesday didn't quite go well there, but went to Coventry and hit 16 goals in 22 games mm. at Coventry, and uh, clearly was then went to Ipswich on loan. He was Circus Forest threw him out on loan to a three clubs, didn't they? Yeah, um, and then stayed at Ipswich. Uh, I remember there was one particular season where I think he scored about 20 goals, and I think we were pipped to him. I'm pretty sure he went to Ipswich ahead of us. That was then, wasn't that around the 13 14 season? Yeah, the that's McLaren right. season, weren't it? That's right. McLaren was after him. And mm. uh, if you remember, um, when he went to Ipswich, we were still in for him. And then good old Mick McCarthy slapped something like a seven million yeah. price tag on him. And then obviously he went to he got his dream move to Sheffield United and yeah, got yeah. them promotion and then in the Premier League. What I like about McGoldrick is that he's he's honest. He's he's not he's not the most skillful, but I think he look look at his interview. He's quite right in stating that he played more minutes in the Premier League than any other player in their squad. Yeah, yeah. So he's clearly fit. Fit. Um, he's clearly earned the rights to play at the Premier League, going through the divisions. Model professional. I don't think he'll play a striker. I don't think he will. Oh. I think he'll no. I don't. I think he'll play. 
a 10. Um, I don't think that you're going to expect him to to run behind. He's, he's, he's obviously going to... He's very good in the air. We know he's very good in the air. He's also a very skillful finisher. Like yeah. Some of the finishes that you can see on online, if you look at some of his past clubs, are excellent. Yeah. I think at 34, we can't expect him to be running no. down the channels and then breaking the back line and getting behind them. I think he's the kind of guy that you can ping a ball to him from midfield. We've got that culture now in midfield with yeah, yeah. Tom and Connor that will stick. Mm. It will stick to his feet and give him two or three yards of pace. Uh, sorry, not pace. Two or three yards of space, not pace. <laughs> he will <laughs> he, he will create either a goal, he'll create an assist. I think he's, a, again, it goes back down to the spine, Simon. Mm. You know, you look at that spine of Chester, Hurrian, McGoldrick, Wildsmith. Yeah. That's four straight away down the middle in. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's really stupid. I'm, I'm impressed. And that, to be honest, that's that's the comment I've seen a lot is we've got a spine. And, so, you know, that that that's what we have. We have got a spine. Again, I, I, I will go back to this. And until I've seen him play, I will keep on mentioning Joe because obviously it's tough to judge a keeper when you've not seen him play. Um, but, you know, one thing I, I like about McGoldrick is he said that, you know, it was the pull of Pryor Park. Play, you know, when he played against us, uh, you know, when, when Tom Lawrence was just unbelievable and scored two goals again, you know, that game there, you know, he said they were, you know, the fans, they're a team that were bottom of the league, administration, look like going down, yet they were still given everything they could and, you know, they were still packing out a place and he wants to play at a club like that and, you know, fair play to him, you know, if he wants to come here for the fans, you know, we know what we're like, we will do it, we will do it even in League One, you know. Um, so, yeah, those are the signings now. It wasn't just signings, it was re-signings. Um, and I think a big one for me was Aaron Cashin. Aaron Cashin for me looked he looked like a championship player last season. He 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 fitted in well, you know, he didn't look out of place. And to be honest, coming in as a center back in a championship is a tough ask at you know 19, 20, whatever he is. A tough ask, but he, he fitted, he slotted straight in. And he again. He's one of them players, header it, kick it, put his tackles in, not afraid, he's strong. Perfect centre-back for League One. And, you know, if he's going to be next to James Chester, again, it's a great person for him to learn off and get better off. Yeah, he, he, he hasn't had a bad uh, time of it. As he last year, he was fantastic. You know, just came in, ready to go. And let's be honest, he's learned from some of the best there is. Mm. Like when you train day in, day out with the likes of Phil Jagielka, yeah. you're going to learn more things on how to play. Because again, he's not the biggest lad and neither was Jags. And I think if you watch Erin play, he's far more similar to the Jagielka style defender yeah, yeah. than he is, say, the Chester, James Chester type of defender or yeah. the, the Stearman or the Davis. He, he's more about using his know-how to an advantage, knowing that his height isn't always necessarily going to win him the ball. If you watch him very, very carefully, he doesn't automatically always go up for a a 50-50 ball. Mm. He'll stagger, he'll stagger back. He'll look to get tight to the player. He'll also even sometimes wait. He knows that he's not going to win that ball in the air every time. I like him. I think he's got a big future. I think he's done the right thing. 
Mm. I think he sort of rewarded Derby with his commitments as well as Derby rewarding him. Yeah, I think yeah, it's I a agree. bit that obviously suits him. Mm. I think an Irish call-up isn't too far off. No. Um, and again, he's going to learn from the best, isn't he? Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. He's got James Chester to learn from now. Mm. Yeah, very level-headed guy. Really, really level-headed. He, and yeah, I just think it's again, it's a spine signing. It's a, it's a signing that goes into the spine, gives you an option of playing three at the back. And yeah, again, congratulations to Aaron Deserve and well done to, to Liam getting that over the line because no doubt there would have been a lot of suitors for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Speaking of Liam, it's Liam Thompson, another one that's re signed. For me, everyone's like everyone that's seen him play thinks he's a great little player, you know. Me, I, I'm struggling. I think for me, because he was, he was inconsistent last season, but then again, he was in, a, in and out of the side. Um, you know, you do see flashes of brilliance, um, but then there's moments of madness. There's a lot of mistakes. Like Borough, Borough, I think was it Borough where they ate him alive. Borough did in midfield, um, and you just think, right, okay, he's he's another one that is he's not very tall. He's not very big. If he gets space. He'll do something with it. It's just, is he going to get that space? Do you know what I mean? It's a, it's a really valid point. Um, I still don't think he's quite found his actual natural position. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I get, I think I get what you're I saying. Think, I think that's his, his dilemma. And I think mm. the club will, will eventually put him into uh, a role which he will be comfortable in settling because all young players... He's in a slightly different situation to Erin, where Erin knows that he ultimately will always play in yeah, the yeah. back lineup. Yeah, 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 you won't see Erin Cashier play anywhere else on the pitch. No, not at Liam all. is a different sort of animal in the sense of will he be a holding midfielder? I, I think, I think he's a great player to play by the side of someone who's cultured and creative. Yeah, because yeah. ultimately we're not signing Conor Hurrian to chase box-to-box, although he can play box-to-box and he's very good at playing box-to-box. Yeah, yeah. I think Liam has been signed to be the box-to-box tenacious player. He's got an engine. Mm. You're right. I think that he's got a lot to learn. He can be... He seems to go in and out of games sometimes through, I think, the pressures of what, like I said, Borough put on him. Yeah, yeah. He's a young lad at the end of the day. He's going to make mistakes. I think, again, he's earned the right to stay. I think he's a great talent. He's a great lad off the pitch. Um, very nervous, very shy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's with an excellent coaching setup, bringing in experience that only, you know, you, you cannot but learn from what's coming into the football club. You know, yeah. he's not being surrounded by other academy products. He's being surrounded by international footballers and he is going to thrive from it. And I think, again, one to watch. I think he'll play more games than people think. I think he will He will certainly get into the 30s for the season. Yeah, yeah. And then tonight then, Richard Stearman announced one-year deal. I think it's a bit of a coup, that is, because although he didn't play last season very much, whenever he was called upon you could rely on him. You know what I mean? He, he, he didn't really put a foot wrong. You know, and it's it, so like I say, Jack Yoko went out and see, it, it came out, Stearman slotted in straight away. No no issues, no messing. 
he's been there, done it, seen it all before. You know, you hear the reports as well um, from Rams TV, etc. You know, other players. He's great around the changing room. You know, the, and that that's not just the players. You know, say family that work at the club have all said, yeah, he's he's such a laugh and everything. He's dead master, all the staff and everything. All around great guy to have around the club, basically. Um, so I think it's a bit of a coup for, for us to keep him because you know, you know, if even though he, he might not be starting, he'll still turn up training, giving his all. You know, you, and that's what you want commitment. And for him to come and say, yeah, I'm going to stay. I didn't play much last season, but I'm not bothered. I'm, I'm here for the club. I'm here if you need me. You know, you get a centre back that gets injured, stairs, yep, I'll go do a job for you. And that's what you get with him. Yeah. Three things with Steers. First of all, he's local. Mm. Again, no doubt he may have been given offers to go elsewhere. He'd have to perhaps move home or live in a, a hotel for three or four days a week. At his age, does he really want to do that? Not really. Um, continuity. Does Liam have to mould a new centre-half pairing, whoever he brings in? Mm. Do you think that it's going to take much for Richard Stearman to... How long is it going to take him to Molly? You know, say he plays alongside James Chester. Mm. That isn't going to take long to, to organise. No. Two wonderful players, two experienced players. If he comes in with Erin, he would have known Erin. He would have played side by side with him. Very, very astute signing. Good for both parties. Very, very good in the air. Openly loves the fans. Uh, his interview was was really, really nice. He had seen it. Mm. The fact that he mentions more about the peripherals of the club rather than his personal playing ideology. He just wanted to sort of say thank you to, to the fans. And again, it's clever. It's a yeah. spine signing. The spine is complete. But almost. Almost. For the piece de la resistance, as the French would say. Everybody's asking for it. Everybody wanted it. We've heard rumours after rumours. Yeah, it's done. He's signed. Two-year deal. Should be announced tomorrow. When in actual fact, it was announced five minutes or so before he did the interview with Owen Bradley. So maybe a, maybe a few hours ago with Curtis Davis. Now that's massive. That is huge. He, even at 37, that is absolutely humongous. There's your captain sign straight away. For me... Nobody in that team gets the armband apart from him. Absolutely. Last season, I think he played every single minute of every single game last season at 36. He's fit. He's keeping himself fit. Even though he's, you know, the age he's at, he's keeping himself fit. And again, it fits. There's your spine. We all wanted him to stay. You know, he calls this his club. You know, his first thing he said in his interview, why did you stay? This is my club. And I, I respect him for that. And I'm so glad that he waited and waited and waited and waited and waited because we know he had other, we, we know he had offers from other clubs without doubt. There would have been offers from either lower league clubs, championship clubs, probably still. And like you said, there, there was only one other shirt he would have put on and that was Leighton Orient, but he wanted to put the Derby County shirt on. The Derby County is his club. And I, I'm thrilled that, he, that he's signed. Really am. Yeah, he's... Um... Very level-headed is Curtis, isn't he? Mm. I think people forget that how quick he is over the first five yards. Oh, gotcha. He's yeah. got, you know, he's not the quickest lad out there. Don't get me wrong, but for the first five yards, and add that to a uh, a mental strength and a knowledge which he has. And again, it comes back down to the myth of he's too old. Now, 
that myth has been blown out of the water with Jags. Yeah, yeah. You know, Stoke have just given Jaggy Elker another year. He's going to be 42 when he finishes. Mm. If you're fit enough, you're they enough. say if you, yeah, you're good enough. And Curtis is just obviously absolutely adored by everybody. And I think that he was the he was the the fans' voice throughout the turbulent last three or four weeks. He went on record with his media career, with Talksport, with Sky, mm. um, and 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 said how he felt. And I and I love that. I love yeah, that yeah. about him. Um, I've spoken to him a few times coming off the pitch, um, and he is so approachable. He'll happily talk to you. Yeah, you know, he'll ask him a question, and he'll, he'll tell you. I think this is good for him. He lives again not far from, from Derby. So I, I know where he is in Litchfield, yeah. Um, he's a family man. He's, he's doing his coaching badges. Mm. He's had a one-year deal. I think that makes sense. I yeah, think yeah. that allows him to sort of decide what he wants to do. Yeah, I mean, I think I've seen Ryan Conway um, from, well, formerly the athletic friend of the show. Um, I'm going to have to get him on, actually, at some point. He did yeah, say he, 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 yeah, say he would come back on. But he was... I see. I saw him mention there was no problem with the one-year deal. It was the following. I think he wants to be part of this club for the future, not just playing. And I think you're right. You know, like say, he's doing his coaching budgets. I think if he retires from playing next season, he'll become a coach. Yeah. And I think... I think that's the right way for him. And I think we owe him that because he stayed with us and he, and he stuck by us and, and he's shown that loyalty that we should stay with him and say, yeah, there's definitely going to be a coaching role for you. I think, I think, playing career. I think the other thing that you've got to bear in mind with Curtis, and I think you can compare him to Liam Senior. Liam Rossini did his coaching badges when he started to wind down his playing. But where, where did Liam Rossini's name become famous for? Sky. He, yeah. He became a pundit and an analyst and a really, really good mm. um, analyst on there. And he came back into coaching. Now, Curtis is going through that scenario now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he's doing bits and bobs on Sky, doing a lot on talk sport, doing his coaching badges, wanting to play. But you come to a point where towards your end of your career, you can't do everything. You can't juggle no. a media career, a coaching career, and a playing career. And I think this year allows him to concentrate on his solely his playing career, finish his badges, finish, uh, or I say I say finish his playing career. He might want to carry on for another year, but it allows him another year of media work yeah. to to get that um, better. Because that's not easy to, to, to stand in front of a, a camera live mm. with a microphone in your hand and, and discuss a game of fellow professionals who will play against, probably. Mm. You've got to be very careful what you say and, and analyse what is done. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it makes sense. It makes sense to take a year. I, I don't think that the two years was ever going to be an issue. No. I think it was more a case of what do you want, Curtis? Clearly the money's okay. Clearly, he's happy where he resides in uh, up the road. Clearly, he loves the club. It's his club. We call him King Curtis. Yeah. You're right. If he doesn't get the armband, I'll be absolutely gobsmacked. But it allows him to finish his 
needs. What yeah, does yeah. he want to do? I and I think that's what he's doing. I think I think he's at a bit of a transitioning point. I mean, we heard a couple of years ago that he wanted to finish his career and go into media, punditry or that. I just wonder now if he's sort of gone, you know what? I actually want to go into coaching. I actually want to go into managing. It would not surprise me in five years to see Curtis Davis as a manager. Not at all. I wouldn't surprise at all if he was at our club. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I just think that I think he's had a. I think he's had a bit of a transition and gone. You know what? I, I don't want to leave football. I like the media work. I like the punditry, but I actually want to. I actually prefer being on the pitch. You know, being on the training pitch. You know, so I, I, I like I say. I, I think that's the route he's going to take, and that's what he wanted sealing up with, um, with Derby was kind of get a future. I know. I know Tom Huddleston tried to do it um, as well. That was one thing that he was sort of wanted was to have a year left a year a year playing and then another following on from that was would to be become a coach so I, you know we don't know but we can only speculate so yeah anyway we've actually got a squad we've got a team now just about <laughs> we could actually put out tomorrow yes um against against Bradford but before before we go on to Bradford um obviously another uh, departing player uh, Tom Lawrence has officially gone left the club joined Rangers um, he's a bit of an enigma Tom Lawrence to describe his career here you know he's Mr. Inconsistent would be what I'd call him because on his day he was absolutely fantastic but it was how regular them days were <laughs> and that's always I think that's that's been his problem but I think I think going to Scotland will do him some good because he's going to Rangers who are going to be fighting for every bit of silverware going in Scotland. Um, they're going to be in Europe, I think, I believe. Yeah, they came second last year, so they will be. It's a whole different ball game for him. And I think it's it's everything that he's wanted as a footballer to play in Europe, to play for silverware. He wasn't going to get that at Derby, let's be honest. And I, And I think he wants to get back into the Welsh team as well. Go make a name for yourself at Rangers. You'll soon get, you know, you'll soon have, because let's be honest, Gareth Bale won't play after this World Cup. No, no. But it puts Tom in the shop window for the World Cup, doesn't it? Exactly. You know, so I think Tom Tom gave us his best season last season. Let's call it a farewell gift. I'll give you, I'll show you the player that I couldn't be. You know what? Everyone was shocked when they made him captain. I was shocked. But I think he took the responsibility onto his shoulders and I think he enjoyed it. I think he relished being captain, having that responsibility, having all eyes on him, having a little bit more freedom to play football. And I think that's why we saw probably the best Tom Lawrence that we've seen since he's been here and on a more regular basis. I I don't disagree with you. Um, I think he had a very turbulent three Mm. years, his first three years. Uh, Obviously, he lost his mother. Uh, that affected him terribly. They were very close. And then obviously other instances away from football didn't help his mindset. Um, we know he gets rattled easily. We know he's got a, a very short fuse. Um, I think it was good for both parties. He went mm-hmm. for various reasons. One, um, there's a wage structure there that needs to be adhered to. And um, on the reports of what he was on, you could basically cover four, if not five players into the squad now 
yeah, with, yeah. with the same outlay of, of cash. Um, two, what is his personal ambition? I don't think his personal ambition was to play in League One. I think you, I, I think we've hit the nail on the head. He still wants to get in the Welsh squad. Um, and I also think that I'm not sure he fits the style of play that obviously Liam's looking to do. Because if you look at the signings that, that Liam has brought into the club, I don't see where Tom would actually fit in to, to the structure. Um, I also think that he's probably chose Rangers because he's got a little bit of loyalty to Derby. And I don't think he wants to play for another English club. Yeah, yeah. That's my theory. That's a good shout. Yeah, you know, yeah, because he was offered Sheffield United. He was offered other clubs. And, you know, if he's on the presumption that Derby do get promoted, as I am, you know, you come face to face with your club that you spend most of your career at. It's a difficult one. And some players literally will not play against former clubs. And, and, yeah. and I just wonder whether he's gone to Scotland for a complete break from the English game. And uh, good luck to him. Good luck yeah, to him. Definitely. Was I a fan of Tom? Uh, yeah, I was a fan of Tom. Yeah. I just think that sometimes he put his own his own game ahead of the team's game. Yeah. I think when he got rattled, there was no one there to pull him back. And I think once Tom got rattled, he was, he was gone. He was out of the game. Mm. If you look at all the times he got sent off, there was always an incident, literally a couple minutes beforehand yeah yeah there, there was never ever a sort of uh you know a, a something that happened early in the game and then he got his retribution in the second half mm. he normally got rattled and then within a couple of minutes it was gone so all the best to him i think while we're on that subject i think we need to talk about lee buchanan i think yeah, yeah. uh another guy who obviously is split and divided fans' opinion of him, by the way it's been happened, and mm. obviously we can't really talk about that because it's gone to FIFA and tribunal and contracts and what have you. Um, I think his agent's paid a, played a blinder. I don't think he's ever... Marco Gabbiadini run his agency? <sighs> Allegedly he's involved or he's a shareholder, isn't he? Um, that doesn't mean it's his choice, that he's made any decisions, absolutely. you know what I mean? And I, I, I saw some people giving Marco some stick. Let, let's... It's nothing to do. The likelihood it's nothing to do with him. You know, he'll have agents working within the agency. Let's, let's be honest. Yeah, Buchanan. It's a. I'm not bothered. I, I I didn't think he was that great. I was never never saw the saw the hype. Really, I think he had. You say you say you look at Jaden Bogle. He had a cracking first season. I just didn't see it with, with Lee Buchanan ever. I'm not really sure what... I don't think... Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. I don't think he, he got better. No. I think what you saw was the best of, of, of his ability. Hmm. Um, and I think, again, it's the best of both parties. I, I, don't, I don't have anything against Lee at all. Nice guy. I think he's... I think he's lost a, a little bit, if not a lot of credibility, by the way he's handled this. And let's be honest, his... his his videos from uh, Verde Brennan aren't exactly the most happiest, are they? No. Like, it looks as if he's in a an allotment by a, yeah, <laughs> he's in an allotment by a train track and he's being yeah. held there till he signs. Um, yeah, good luck to the guy. I don't think he. I don't again. I don't think he'll be missed. Simon. No. I won't miss him. I won't. In fact, I go through all the people that have left the football club, and this is controversial. I, I wouldn't miss any of them 
I think Abby Owen and, and Plange, great guys. But when let's look at the Derby County that we have now, the yeah, new yeah. Derby County, they would not fit into what we need at the moment. No, not at it all. Would just be a, it would just be something, it would be the type of player that would not suit League One football. And yeah. I think also you've got to remember that, you know, we need a spine and we need a solidity from all 11 positions that will be under the cosh many times away from home in smaller grounds on pitches that are nowhere near as good as prior park. Yeah. And you need 11 bodies to be yeah, yeah. putting themselves on that line. And I think of the players that have gone, I'm not convinced you'd have that. No, no, I agree. I agree. So, yeah, there's the uh, signers. Although you did tell me before we came on air about another one that hasn't been announced yet, but he's going to be playing tomorrow. Yeah, there's. Um, I was told that Hayden Roberts, um, there's something on Twitter that Hayden Roberts is uh, going to play in the friendly. And that's come from the and gentleman he, who writes for like the Brighton equivalent of, of yeah, the Derby Telegraph. Oh, no, it's, not, he's, uh, it's Andy Naylor. He's, uh, he's from The Athletic. Oh, okay. So I've just I've just okay. found a tweet that says it's, um, about, it's just about the timing of an official announcement. Are we, Roberts? He trained with Derby today and is likely to play likely to play a part in the friendly at Bradford tomorrow. Yeah, and interesting because he's a guy that can play both at fullback and in the middle. Mm. Um, rave reviews about him. Um, if I remember rightly, last year was he on loan at Rochdale? I want to say. I've never heard of him, to be honest, mate. I can't remember (laughs) exactly, but um, big things heard about him. Liam obviously has used his contacts down at Brighton. And again, this is a guy coming into the football club who's got a lot to prove. Yeah, He's played down. I'm I'm convinced he's played at lower league. I'm convinced he has. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And again... He's a youngster, isn't he? And obviously, Rosinha... Knows the the Brighton sort of setup in the under twenty threes and academies things like that, um, and I think they are actually pretty good. They're, they're under twenty threes are they were doing quite well uh, in the um, in, in the in the under twenty threes Premier League. Yeah, they did okay. Yeah, um, I know a few a couple of seasons ago they were up top two sort of area. Yeah, you yeah. know so doesn't matter that the name is only Brighton. The, the youngsters are good and they are competing with the likes of Manchester City, yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal, Man yeah. all them sort of players. I, I saw them at Pride Park and they were very good. So, yeah, I mean, that would be good if we can get him in. <laughs> um, again, I think he's a he's a, he's a central defender, can play left-back, can play CDM, bit of a versatile player. We might need a left-back because that's... We, for me, at the minute, that's where we haven't got. We haven't got a left-back. We've, we, Buchanan's gone. We haven't announced any sort of deal for Forsyth? Is he going to stay? I'm still a bit iffy about Nathan Byrne, whether he will stay. I know his contract's been renewed due to default or appearances, etc. Yes. But, you know, I think there was rumours that he was going to go to Celtic or something. He was really keen on that sort of move, but it, it never sort of accumulated for whatever reason. So that's my only worry. Um, so it'd be interesting to see tomorrow. Obviously, we play. We, we start pre-season tomorrow. Um, we could put out a team, which is good. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be definitely watching it on Rams TV. I'm not, you know. So 
it's going to be interesting. You know, preseason is always interesting. I mean, obviously, you, you can never, you always want to win every game you see Derby play. I mean, you, you can never sort of judge them on preseason. I mean, look at Forest, they got, they got stuffed 3 1 by Coventry today in their preseason. You what know. a shame. I know. <laughs> never mind. But yeah, it's going to be nice, though, to see, see the players. Be interesting what kit they're in as well, because that, that was announced today, weren't it? Um, about the new kit not being ready till autumn. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna wear a uh, bespoke kit, aren't they? Which is gonna be auctioned mm. at the end of the four friendlies. I think Bradford's a really good place to go for your first friendly. I really like that stadium. It's uh it's set in the valley. Yeah, it's old it's, school, it's, isn't it? So sort of. yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's actually a really nice stadium, it's compact. Um they've They'll probably get one of their biggest attendances of the season for a friendly like Derby are already taking seventeen hundred there. I would imagine that that will get to near two thousand by tomorrow for on the gate. Not the easiest of places to get to. No. It's a good couple of hours drive, and I'm glad we're going there in July and not in uh, December because I tell you, mate, that is a difficult city to drive around in winter because yeah. it's hills. Hills and I think some more hills. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I drove through Wakefield today, and that was just as bad. That was hilly. yeah. But it's it's a great place to play football, and I I don't think there'll be any pressure on no. anyone tomorrow. It's going to be a carnival atmosphere. Yeah. There's going to be some fantastic fans there who are going to be just embracing the fact that they're watching Derby County, and they're watching international footballers wearing Derby County colours yeah. and they're going to see players who are just excited to see them as they are and I'm looking forward to it to be honest yeah. it's going to be apparently Bradford have been uh, in pre-season since the middle of June um, so they've been sort of two or three weeks ahead of people Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't expect too much from Derby I would imagine that it would be a good old classic um, play the first half of half the seniors, second mm. half of half the seniors, and yeah. then dribble in some 18s and 23s. Will there be trialists there? That'll be the interesting one. Yeah, that's this is this is it though. Now you know, seeing them signings come in, it's like normality has finally hit us. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You, you get fucking signings, but because we've got no squad, every sign is amazing. I don't care who they are. You could bring Connor Salmon in. I'm like, get him. We've got a player in. You know what I mean? I'd be absolutely buzzing. You know, and, but normality. Obviously, we mentioned Kit there. Obviously, it's not quite. Obviously, Umbro. We have an agreement with Umbro, but because of administration, we didn't know. You know, they didn't know what production should be. I think they said something like it'll be ready for the start of the season for the players for the first team, but it won't be on sale till till sort of autumn time, which is good for me because I always get it um, on my birthday. So it'll come out just at the right time. So rather than have to wait and watch everyone and being jealous of everyone for like two or three months, it'll be ready in October, just in time for my birthday. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about kits being changed every year? I was reading a really interesting uh, article on Brentford because they don't, they're not changing their kit, do they? They change it every two years because of sustainability and they understand that the cost of replacing shirts every year plus a season ticket is not the easiest thing to do in the current climate. And they, I'm pretty sure they've said they're not changing their kit this year. It's an interesting one because 
It's that's it's fifty quid a shirt. You're looking at an adult shirt. Say if there's four of you, two two adults, two children. That's that's hundred. Well, obviously, I think the kids are about thirty five quid. That's that's near enough two hundred quid for four shirts. Um, I, I don't think you need to change it personally. I I. I I think to be honest though, what what what's what gets me about the shirts now is when I look back at sort of the nineties, late nineties, early two thousands, the kits felt the, the shirts felt good, good quality. Now and they felt like someone had actually designed it. It felt like you had a designer that had gone, yeah, I like this, this little bit there, that's not. Now it just feels well, you look at them, you look at half the goalkeeper kits in the championship anybody who, who had umbro as their kit maker had exactly the same goalkeeper goalkeeper shirt as everyone else yeah it's just in training way it's just lazy i i, I remember the the puma goalkeeper top with the polo neck the green one best one ever not no one else had anything that looked like that you know i look at some of the old goalkeeper shirts like the man united ones they were mint they were you know, back when Schumacher was in goal, they were absolutely quality. Some of the Derby ones have been brilliant. And I just feel they sort of, especially goalkeeper shirts. I remember when goalkeeper shirts used to be green with like red pinstripes on them. Umbro, it felt like Umbro mode every single goalkeeper top and every keeper wore exactly the same one, green top. And then they changed it. And it's the same with shirts. They just feel like it's a template that they've just altered slightly for that team's kit. If you're going to do that, why bother, why bother changing your kit every year? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really good debate and it's a podcast in itself because um, I, I'm with you in the sense of I think that there should be some design work every year that defines the football club. Mm. You know, like you're going some of the Premier League shirts, obviously you'll see um, bits and bobs that are part of the design that are part of the the club the the, like the Newcastle if I remember rightly the, the Newcastle third kit has got uh, something to do with the local uh, community and I think it's yeah. a map someone was telling me it's like a map towards the, yeah, towards yeah, the, yeah. the stadium um, I think with with Derby I don't know how long the Umbro contract goes on for I agree with you 100% I, I remember you know, as well, I wear the Derby County wear uh, for my role and what have you. I used to remember the amount of times I'd be stood there on pitch side and <laughs> visiting clubs that have the same kit on. Yeah. Well, the same tracksuit, have the same work. And yeah, are you right? Is it lazy or is it just cheaper? I don't know. It's cheaper for them because they're getting 50 quid every year for something that's exactly the same as someone else. But I mean, it's like the, the away shirt last season, the blue one. I found the template for that on Umbro and it wasn't the it, it is a template, but they've slightly altered it and obviously they put the RAM in it, which was obviously their personal touch. So they have made a slight change to it, but again, it's a template. It's like the black and white one. That's a black and white, that's, that's a white t-shirt with black sleeves, and they put the blue on. And it, it just yeah, it gripes me. You know, if I'm gonna pay 50 quid every year for a new top, I want it to. I mean, I look at the amount of shirts that there's 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 a lot of talented people on on the Twitter that come up with concept shirts. Paul Amazing. Limbert, Paul, oh, Limbert, 100%, 100%. Paul Limbert put some absolute blinding stuff on yeah. concept shirts. And you're just thinking, 
why why can't we have something like that? I, I just wonder also if it's to do with the sponsorship as well. Well, they're I gone now, aren't they? Thirty-two, aren't they? I, I'm not sure. I don't know because I think that was dependent on the government's um, vote on whether to allow gambling products still on the front of of, of sponsorship uh, shirts and deals. They've allowed it again, haven't they? I'd say it's a slightly more. There's more rules, isn't there? There, there, there's stricter rules on it. I just wonder whether that's also the reason for the delay. New sponsor. Whether they're either a new sponsor or whether there are, because obviously you've got your sleeve sponsors nowadays and your back sponsors, back sponsors, your sponsors, your sponsors. And all this has to be looked at Mm. when you take over a football club. Yeah. yeah. Whilst we're on the subject, I noticed Twitter exploded this week with season tickets and the fact that. There were certain fan groups and forum, well, one forum was moaning about direct debits not being available. Now, come on, come on, let's 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 think about this. This is a new football club. It's a brand new company. You know, you don't just walk into a, a bank and ask for credit for six million quid because we're Derby County Football Club. Oh, can we look at your three years accounts, please? Um, oh. I didn't realise you'd need them. Oh, yeah, we'd like to see your past credit history. It's going to take time to get a direct debit system in place, and they are working on it. Because, But when you see supporters groups ripping the club like that because of a direct debit situation, yeah, yeah. yeah season tickets are flying out there. Wonderful news. You know, we're hearing reports from anything from six and a half hours up to 10,000, which is phenomenal. And I, I have no doubt that they'll hit 20,000. But when you see people barracking the new owner already, and the football club already, over a direct debit not available, now, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All these things, the, the shirt, the sponsorships, the direct debits, all these things are brand new. They, it's a brand new company. And people have to be patient. And if you're not patient, then I, I'm not going to apologise for mentioning this. I think you're out of order. You shouldn't have gone on Twitter. You've made yourself look foolish. And, you know, these kind of people shouldn't be given social media. If they're condemning the football club because of a credit facility that's not in place, I understand that people are struggling with money. We yeah. all are. You know, the, the UK is bonkers at the moment. It, it, it's mad with things going up. But there is plenty of time to get your season ticket. Yeah, okay, you may not be able to sit in the same seat as last time because someone took up that opportunity. I understand that to somewhat. But what I don't understand is, is the fact that there is going to be plenty of seats available to take on board that opportunity to purchase through direct debit. So come on, guys, let's chill. Let's get on with the positives. Yeah, I agree. I agree it's a positive sign that the season tickets came out. 6,300 sold on the first day. You know, and I get that. I get the direct debit thing. You know, that's that's how I know. You know, that's how I pay for mine. Got to wait. Got to be a bit more patient. It will come. Um, just mentioned that actually. You mentioned the, the accounts and the credit and stuff. Can you remember that website, the EFL embargo thingy? Do you know where the the, the embargo reporting surface? Yes, you know, you yes. Aaron Darby had like a list of twenty. It was like a, it was like a Christmas list of all yeah, the bad things it, we've it, done. You're yeah. on Santa's naughtiness. 
Yeah. I've just been on there now. Now, the other day, everything was on there apart from the club. They, they took off clubbing administration. Yes. We are no longer on that list. Wow. Derby County has gone. Literally, the only team on it is Reading. Breach of uh, profit, pro, yeah, profit and sustainability. That is it. We're, we're off that list now. So that means the accounts must have gone into the AFL at least. Whether they've come on companies, are, I don't know how it works. I don't think you'll get them, will you? Because the club, essentially, it's now a new owner. So they won't have the accounts. So I don't know how it really works. You know, I'm, not, I'm not an accountant. They, they've got to build. They've got. It's wonderful news, Simon. But they're a new company. Mm. On Company's House, they're no longer called what the previous owner. Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's no longer Gellar, whatever it is, Gellar. It's, yeah, it's, it's a new company called Derby County, the Rams Limited, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. There is no credit history at all. There is nothing there. So there's going to be a lot of guarantors that are required. Mm. You know, Klaus Developments are going to be one of those. Um, one thing I will put into the, to the equation before, obviously, because the shows have been dragging on waffling as we both do, and we could talk for hours, is... I would like to see now some backroom stuff starting to move. Yeah. Um, the board in place, possibly uh, director of football, um, scouting clearly is being done by the analyst and do, doing a wonderful job. I think it'd be interesting to see next week how much structure is actually put in place because that'll be uh, the second week. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we've got the We've got the parade out and the, the fanfare of the new players, and they'll keep coming in now, day in, day out. But it'd be nice to see structure and where yeah. that comes into play. It'd be nice to see Liam in that as well. Yes. Yes. I, I think, I, clear, I, 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 I think the job's his. Definitely think the job's his. You know, he wants the job. Um, I just think we need to announce that he's officially the manager. You know, I. We've got to give him a chance. I don't. I think it's pointless spending on somebody else when Liam's already here. Liam's, I think, proven himself. Well, he's not. He's proven himself as a coach. Let's see if he can prove himself as as a manager now. I think. Um, well, he can attract. He's clearly provided evidence now this week that he can attract players. Yeah. Definitely. Whether they played with him, coached with him, know of him, he's clearly got an attraction. Um, his interview this evening was great. I really liked it. Um, there's lots of smiles little, on faces, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so eloquently spoken, mm. and I, I, I'm not good. I, I'd love to see a rollicking from Liam Senior because it's probably the most politest rollicking you'll ever see, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. the most positive, the most positive rollicking you'll ever see. It would be, no, you take, take the negative, flip it, and it'd just yeah. be, yeah, yeah. I think you'll also see a lot of academy guys starting to come in next week as well. I think I think next week, you think this week's been chaos. I think next week will be even more so. And yeah, bring it on. Yeah, we've lost a couple more academy. Tyree Wilson and uh, Cornell McDonald. Obviously, McDonald's had a chance to the first team, but but this is it. They, you know, they will see, they will get seen by coaching staff day in, day out. We see them once or twice a season for 10, 15 minutes and that's it. That's all, you know. That's all we get to save them. So, again, it's the thing. With, it's the thing with the academy players, isn't it? You're either good enough or you're not. If the, it's the coaches have to decide if you're good enough or if you're going to make it. If you're not, then you've got to go. Absolutely. And and just finally, from from me, Simon, it was good to see that on uh, social media, uh, the women again are getting a lot of uh, yeah, 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 yeah. a lot of support. The sponsorships coming in, 
Um, David Clowes has already said and, and restated that they are going to be part and parcel of, of what they're going to do. And uh, it's evident that that is starting to, to bear fruit with people yeah. coming on board. And I think it's going to be an exciting season for them as well. So uh, I noticed they'd signed a, a Welsh under-19 forward already. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it's positive. It, it's nice to be positive, Simon, isn't it? And it is. I still will say, and I'll say on this podcast, we will get promoted. <laughs> if I'm wrong, shoot me down at the end of the season. You, met, you mentioned some big teams. You met, let's be honest. You mentioned, yeah, obviously, yeah. you know, you look at that. There, there is some teams that you expect to walk over. Um, but you look at the likes of Bolton, uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, ourselves, Peterborough. There's there's five. There's there's your top five. Wickham, do they squeeze into that? Possibly. But, you know, I will mention Wickham just because they got promoted. Even though that's going to be fun, though, going there. But I think some teams can be get can become stale. Portsmouth, Portsmouth. But they could be, but they could become stale. Portsmouth, are, Portsmouth are literally derby in the championship. The, there, there yeah. There's yeah. a lot of teams there that are stale. There's yeah. a lot of teams that sort of Charlton, Oxford. Charlton, there's Oxford. Some yeah. they're, they're all around the seventh, eighth. I, I, you look at Derby County and you look at the force that they've brought in already and you think of the hype that's with them and the excitement and that momentum and what they've gone through. They have something to ride on. They have a big wave of hope and excitement. A lot of these clubs in League One will be fighting for survival ultimately. Um, look at Sheffield Wednesday. They went through the playoff semis last year. We know how difficult it is as a football club to when you're defeated the previous season. You don't, it's very difficult to, to bounce back from something like that. Yeah, we've, we've made a lot of playoffs, just never consecutively. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? yeah. so. so I think the Derby go in there completely fresh with a big momentum of of proving everybody that we are Derby County Football Club. The past is the past. We are the new club. And I think that that will see them home. I really do. Well, 23, yeah, 23 days left till the season starts. Yeah. You know what? I could actually change my mind by the time the season starts, depending who else we bring in. <laughs> I'll keep on you, mate. You will do. That's it. And I'll be like, no, you told me. And it's your fault I changed my mind because of you, because you kept on persistently saying, no, we're going to win the league. <laughs> I, I just Simon, I just don't buy this time to gel. I get it that teams need time to gel. And these, but of the signings he's brought in, honestly, they're international players. They are footballers that have played four or 500 games. They don't take long to gel. They will understand the system quite quickly. You know what uh, I mean? They may they may take a month or two, but they're not going to take six months to gel. It wouldn't surprise me neither that if these players hadn't already been training at more farm before long, well, you know, basically when basic when preseason started. For me, yeah. I reckon that you know they've been. We saw it last season where we had players coming down at yeah. more farm. You're not signing. You're not signing um, rookies. No, season pros. That's what we're signing. Absolutely. And you look at them, and, and I do. That that's that that is a very very strong squad for me that we've got right now. Um, Say so I think a few more players, and we may win the league. <laughs> Say that again, Simon. Sorry. I said Say that again. a few more players, depending who they are, and we may win the league. But I said we get promoted. I said we get promoted. Uh, um, I think we 
I know that certain betting companies have been offering 12 to 1 up till yesterday. And yeah. then as soon as they announced uh, Hurrihan, Chester and McGoldrick, it went down to 8 to 1 and 6 to 1. I'm telling you now, if we get any more big names in like that, we will be favourites. Yeah, you'll be struggling to get 2 or 3 to 1. I, I reckon we'll go 6 to 4 on at some point. Yeah, I think, I think the team to watch, I think our rivals will be Ipswich. Yeah, them obviously. Yeah, well, that, see, see, you see, you mentioned Wigan, right? But I'm mentioning Ipswich. They spent a shed load last season and f- failed. That's my. Only, but I'm looking at the players they signed. There was some good talent in there, but I don't think they had the right players for the right stru- uh, structure. Maybe a few too many egos. Or oh, could I, I'm signing for a league one club when I'm getting paid a shed load for it? Yeah. Well, they went for the money. They went for the money. Let's be honest. It it was Derby County under um, Clement. That's what it was. Yeah. They they went for the money and Ed Sheeran tickets. Ed (laughs) Sheeran. Oh, God. But but it's a different emphasis of people who've signed for Derby. Mm. They've not come for the money. They've come for the badge, I I promise you. Yeah, yeah. They're all comfortable players. They're all happy where they live. Their family lives are great. They're fantastic players, characters. Liam kept on emphasising characters. Just watch them. I, I tell you, they they will be a force very quickly. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, what a great way to end. More positive stuff, more positive news. It's brilliant. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Keep listening, keep liking, keep sharing, subscribing. Uh, you, put, you put me and Chris... Was it 37 I showed you in the charts? Yeah, we're doing amazing, mate. So, top well into the top 50 I like that so it must mean we're doing something right um, so yeah anyway guys thank you as always uh, and we shall see you again next time maybe with more transfers we never know I might say we are going to win the league definitely by then but we, we still Chris definitely will be saying that I'm telling you now by the start of the season Chris will say mate we'll be, we'll be, we'll be smashing we'll be HMS piss the league is what we'll be <laughs> <laughs> no I don't go that far I'll be a broken record <laughs> But yeah, that's it for today. Uh, we get as always. Come on, Derby.